to episode three of Rock the Culture. I'm your host, Antoine Phillips. You can find me at underscore Antoine Phillips on Twitter. Got my 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 number one co-host with me. The people representative, Charles Blake. Always repping. You can find me on Twitter at Charles J. Blake. And you know that the Rock the Culture Twitter page and our social media channels are up and running. We're providing uh, weekly updates uh, what well, daily updates of things are going on in our community. You can find us at, at Rock the Culture on Twitter, Rock the Culture on Facebook, Rock the Culture on IG. Uh, we we are rocking the culture in every shape, form, method, way, measure. What's some other words? Man, we're out here social. With it. You can find <laughs> us. We're, we're on our social media game right now. Right. You can right. find us on the news sometimes. Well, shout out to Channel 4. KRK came through and, and rocked with us. Right. Shout out to them. Uh, with a great title, they called it a lawyer and a lawmaker. Yup, I can't. I ain't even mad at that. Me neither. I ain't mad at that at all. Uh, also, first, before we get into the news, I always got to give a shout out to Arkansas Times for providing the platform for Rock the Culture. Uh, give a shout out to Keys to the City TV, continuing to produce the pod, making sure that Blake sound good because you know. Appreciate your cue note. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find Keys to the City TV just released. The second season of, of their production, you can find that on Keys to the City, Keys to the City TV Films on YouTube. Go check them out. You support us. You support them. Um, great content out there, man. Man, great, great content. content. Uh, you know, I got two Jay-Z quotes today. I'm going to give y'all a bonus one before we even get to the He's news. feeling spicy. I'm feeling spicy today. <laughs> Jay-Z said, uh, it says a lot about say, you if you're not feeling us. And that's how I feel about Keys Real to the talk. City TV. Keep it 100. Say a lot about you if you're not feeling us. So go check them out. Go check out Keys to the City TV films on YouTube. But let's get right to the news, man. People are appreciating the perspective uh, and the conversations we're having about things that are going on in our community. First thing I want to bring up, something near and dear to my heart. Everybody know me that I'm McClellan representing every day of the week. And uh, I saw you do some work this week about what's going on in McClellan. I was out of town, so mm-hmm. kind of give us some you know, the background on what happened this week as it relates to McClellan. Well, a good friend of mine, a childhood friend, like real, real, real. I, we used to spend summers at, at each other's houses. A friend of mine, Coach Beyond James, over at, at McClellan, reached out to me uh, last Friday. Uh, he, he posted a, a post on Facebook showing the, the, dis, the disrepair, the, the disarray that the, that, the, that the athletic field was, the football field at McClellan. Uh, huge holes, uh, divots. Uh, valleys, you can almost say, that's happening on on the on the playing surface at McClellan. They haven't played a home game there in what Antoine? That, that, not last year, so it's been over a year. This we're talking about a team that went to the to the state championship, did not play a whole, did not play a home game for an entire season. So that that speaks to the work that the, the that their coaching staff and, and those student athletes. And man, we should have won that game. I was there with you, man. man I appreciate we, we you were representing hard, repping I, repping the, the live family, fam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, the shout out to the Fan Foundation, friends and alumni of McClellan, a uh, new nonprofit that we're raising awareness and celebrating the graduates of, of McClellan High School. Since you threw it out there, I'm going to give that a shout out. No problem. You can find uh, Fan Foundation on Facebook if you want to learn more and contribute uh, to the nonprofit. But yeah, beyond Coach Coach James sent out, sent out a Facebook post. I know it got about 240 shares. 
you know, just just saying about. Bro, I love how you be counting the shares, though. Bro. Shares matter, man. <laughs> I, I'm not so much likes, but shares. How shares shares speaks volume of of okay. of, of spreading that news of, of yeah. what people think is important. If you hit that share button, you you want you you put it on your timeline. You you want people to know this is something you should be that you should be interested into. Right. So, so share rock the culture. Share rock the culture on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, but. You know, he he showed and, and it was and it and it created a, a a space for conversation about the the differences of of schools and and in the Little Rock School District from you know from the west part of Little Rock to southwest to, to central Little Rock and showing that we haven't we haven't had those student athletes back in Southwest. And you know that that was something I I actually was was uh, honored by Delta, Delta Sigma Theta last Saturday as a man who rocked the rock and sitting there with me was was Assistant Superintendent uh, Marvin Burton Marvin Burton and I leaned over to him and we had this I I just talked to to Beyond and one of the, and one of the soccer coaches over McClellan as well on Friday Saturday morning you know I, I leaned over to Mr Burton we had the conversation he told me that there would be work being done. Last week, you know, as we said, we're going to move some stuff over there on Monday and Tuesday, and we'll start giving them a whole new field. We're going to we're going to re, we're going to do the the crowning. We're going to redo the the entire field. So I reached out to to Beyond. I told him expect it. If you haven't if you haven't seen anything, call me. Let me know. I reached back out to him last week. I hadn't heard anything, so I, I went over to McClellan on Friday, and they had just started to work. And I went over again yesterday. Uh, yeah, Sunday I went over, and they had they had. Replowed the entire field. Work is being done, but that there's 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 two there's two stories there. One is that through the power of social media and through the power of reaching out and somebody being tangible, right. Leon can, can call me. Anybody can call me and say this is the issues that we're having. Right, and that's that's a good thing about Little Rock. But the the bad thing is that it it had to get to that. And this is not on this current. Administration all holy. I remember I, I played at McClellan back in 1999, and the field was horrible then. Right. You know, a lot of ankle injuries, a lot, a lot of knee injuries, and for that not to be solved by 2018, or for that to to have been we've to, worsened, to put, worsened to put money in it, and it's still and it's gotten worse and worse. You know, um, speaks about how how are we taking care of our. And you know that goes to two things that I that the media came up to me when I saw you post about this, Blake. The first thing is when you know this time last year the Little Rock School District was going through this whole thing about the millage election mm-hmm. and about the new high school that's going to be built in Southwest Little Rock, Southwest Little Rock High School opening in 2020. The and Griffins, right? The Griffins, which is a combination of the McClellan mascot and the Fair mm-hmm. mascot. Uh, but at that time, I remember having a discussion with multiple people about, you know, before this administration took over the school board, before the school board was taken over by the state, the the promise to the people was, hey, we're going to build a new middle school in West Little Rock and build a new high school in Southwest Little Rock. And somehow, some way, things worked out where the middle school in West Little Rock happened yeah. with no additional taxpayer money. Mm-hmm. But when we need something in Southwest Little somehow, Rock... Somehow, some way, huh? Somehow, some way, we need to go to the people and say, are you willing to invest in this? And that was the first thing I thought about when I saw this field. was like, you know, when certain certain things want to get done, they get done. It gets done, yeah. And then when some other things like, oh, well, we got to figure some things out. So that's the first thing that came to mind. The second thing that came to mind, I was reading some of the comments 
of all the people who shared, because yeah. you know social media can be uh, activism too. Yeah. Activism too. Um, some people was concerned about why invest in this football field if the school's about to close, if they're you about to have a brand new facility with a state of the art football mm-hmm. field in two years. And two responses to that. First, at, you know, at some point they're going to reuse those facilities. Exactly. In, the, in the middle school, Cloverdale will go over to where McClellan is mm-hmm. now. So that's important for people to know. The second thing I'm thinking about, if you got a car, say your brakes go out on your car and you're going to trade it in in July. Yeah. Are you going to ride around with no brakes for two months? No. You're going to get the brakes fixed, even if you're about to do something else. And that school— And that's safety issues. Exactly. And the school in Southwest is not prepared to open for another two years, right? Well, 2020. 2020. So we're talking about another two football seasons, soccer seasons on on this field. And it is—it would be—it would be downright wrong. Downright wrong. For— for the, I, it was some things I wanted to say, but I, I remember we, have, we 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 do have a family. <laughs> it's, a, it's a family friendly podcast. Family friendly podcast. Well, I appreciate for, you for those being thoughtful, but downright wrong. Downright wrong for for those student athletes to to not have another home game. Okay, or, or, or to play on on facilities that that aren't that aren't safe. You know, and and it, this is a broader conversation because I, I'm going to throw throw one more thing on, on that is that that football field and track. Is more than just for that high school, right? That's when a neighborhood. Was, it's a neighborhood. It's people walking around that track. When I was there on Friday, you know, I saw ten, twelve people who were getting their workout in walking around that track. You got you have little league games that happen on that field on, on Saturday mornings, right? You you got as you said, it's, it's going to be a middle school there going going further. So we should be taking care of our students and our people out in Southwest Little Rock, just as we would at Fair Park or Dunn Roberts or Pinnacle View. Yeah, every everybody matters, uh, yeah. and we need everyone to realize that in our actions to back up uh, the words that we speak um, about every every citizen in Little Rock, no matter what part of town you live in. And it and it and it goes to another conversation about the, the all the facilities in Little Rock School District. You know, we, we talked about the millage, and we talked about right. uh, that millage not passing. First of all, until we get our school board back, there won't be a millage that pass. Before we get our school board back, there shouldn't be a millage that pass. No taxation without representation. representation. That, that's, that's, that's that's who we are. We have to have people who are looking out for our best interests. That's but, ninth grade civics right there. Everybody knows that Everybody one. knows that one. But there, people like to compare McClellan and Central a lot of times. But what you what 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 people don't talk about is that Little Rock Central has some of the worst, has the worst facilities for any 7A school in the state. And that's that's just a sad, man. If it, you can look at the field there and they say they got a new field. Man, that that field has been used by other high schools. Every every day, it's a soccer game on that field. Right. Middle schools are, are playing on that field, and a lot of that field was paid for by by boosters, which, which is another conversation. But if you look at the if you look at the the locker rooms, the weight facilities at Central, it's sad, man. It's really sad. Those those are the same same facilities that that uh. The Little Rock Nine walked through <laughs> in 1957. I, I don't know if you, it's man. the same facility. It's the but same you, facilities, but man. you just said you just said people compare Little Rock Central, Little Mark McClellan, and I think what you're telling me is that McClellan looked better. Is what you're telling me as a McClellan grad and you being a Central grad? I'm, I I guarantee you, McClellan weight room and and uh, locker room is what is about the than what about the people from McClellan? I don't have anything to say. About <laughs> from I, I, that's that's part of my legislative district. I, I love people from McClellan. <laughs> All right, let's What's up, Southwest. Let's let's move on to the next topic in the news, and we'll keep this one short because our last topic I think is going to take a lot of time. Uh, but next thing that happened in the news this week is that the Little Rock School District, talking about school district, announced that they're going to eliminate 
80 jobs. 80 jobs. Teachers, uh, assistants, assistant principals. Administrators. Par- paraprofessionals. Right, and the idea behind this is to save about $5.5 million in expenses. Mm-hmm. And there's two twofold reasons for that. And the way I read the article and my understanding of what's going on in the district. One, we're losing the DSEG funds. Mm-hmm. So you got to cut costs. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think we were getting like $38 million, $38 million a year from the state. That money's going away, so the district has to be fiscally responsible in trying to make up for that that loss of money. The second thing I mentioned in this article, it says that uh, student enrollment uh, has dropped about 400 students. I and, saw that, yeah. And the way you and I know this and share this with the uh, listeners of the pod, the school district income that it receives from the state is based on their poor pupil poor en- pupil funding. Yeah. Poor pupil funding. Based on how many students are enrolled in your schools to determine how much money you get from the state. So you get about seven thousand around seven thousand dollars per student. Right. So you're losing students, mm-hmm. which means losing, losing money, yeah. which means losing jobs. And I wanted to share this so people know, one, that there are gonna be some jobs lost in the district, although the superintendent did mention that most of these folks they're going to be able to find them different employment opportunities within the within district. Within the district, yeah. With, so they won't necessarily lose employment, but will lose their current job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a bigger issue I want to talk to you about is we're losing students. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times you and I have fought this fight before is that some of those students are going to charter schools. And some of them are going to other districts. And going to other districts. And this is, a, this is where it gets real. This is a practical effect of when you're losing students in your district, that's a loss of revenue. A loss of revenue could be a loss of employment. Yeah. You're talking about assistant principals gone, some of these paraprofessionals, uh, these teacher aides that are in the classroom, which were mandated by the state uh-huh. for certain schools. We are losing those because we're losing students yep. to other districts. And we, we, you know, you and I have, have we, we stood, we've stood, we've stood in the, uh, at the board of the school state, board of, state st- board of education, right. you know, and asked them to stop. Stop expansion of charter schools until we until we figure out a plan to until we figure out how this is going to affect the Little Rock School District, affect Pulaski County School District, and affect North Little Rock. But now, I mean, we're seeing it. We're seeing it where where we're losing funding, period. And we and we're already at a a disadvantage because we don't have a school board. Right. So so now we we can't even put up the fight that that we have to and make the changes because because the people that are expanding charter schools are also running our school district. Right, right. And I think that's important. These are important points for people to know. So you hear people talk about charter schools and traditional public schools and don't really understand the the practical impact yeah. of it. And this is about as practical as it gets. It's if tangible it, right here. Right. This is you real. Know? I mean, if you're one of these teachers, you want these assistant principals. We're talking about eighty people. That's that's going to be seen. You're going to see that. That you're going to feel that. And and what they just and, and I know in the article they say they're going to find jobs, but the salary for the jobs would not be the same. Right. So you're going to have people that that are literally losing money. Right. Are, right. Lo- are losing their job. Exactly. So that that's an important point. That's something that I think we as a community should. Con- this should be. We should be vigilant about this. Yeah. Completely aware of what's going on with our district and how it relates to student enrollment and where these kids are going. And that's why I always, always, I've been yelling this and I keep yelling this. We need to understand why parents are making the choices that they're making. So parents, absolutely, some parents absolutely. are sending their kids to charter schools and private schools. There's nothing wrong with that. You're, you, it's your that's child. That's your choice. You can, you yeah. can make that decision. But I want to know why. Mm-hmm. I want to know what, what is the Little Rock School District missing? Well, we can improve it so some of these needs that you don't have 
are, are not being provided to you can be provided. Like, you know, if you're in a relationship and your girl said, hey, you know, I really uh, like... What I, what, tell me what I can do to be better. Better. Let me know what I exactly. need to do. Yeah, and then exactly. And she said, you know, you know, I It really, just ain't working out. It just, then it ain't good enough. It ain't, it ain't good enough. Yeah. I, I don't know how to fix that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then she said, you listen to too much Jay-Z. Then I'm like, this ain't gonna uh, work. This ain't gonna work for it us. It ain't gonna I work. I might as well move on. <laughs> but if you say, you know... I mean, you win some, you lose exactly. some. Exactly. <laughs> but if you say, you know, I wish you can put a little more... A little more Marvin Gaye, some Luther Vandross, Slow jamming, a little huh? Anita. See, then I can do something about that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh. Anyway, man, let's let's leave it there. That let's... was Antoine, y'all. One, <laughs> one, one take Twan. <laughs> one take Twan. Uh, let's move to the, the last big issue. Uh, again, election season. And you said all the time, you said, I, I don't want to mess up your quote, but what affects us in the streets? Affects us at City Hall, affects us at, at the Capitol, man. Uh, it's voting season. It's right. election season. Your vote is your voice. And what what we have is we have sometimes we have people who want to uh, negative negative negatively affect your your vote. And that's and that's where we're going here. Right. So this next topic, uh, some legislators and as y'all know, Representative Charles Blake is a legislator. Uh, some legislators, I guess it was a year ago, passed mm-hmm. a voter ID law mm-hmm. to uh, essentially. Uh, how about you just describe what the law is and then I explain well, they, what the judge's ruling to change, is. They're trying to change Amendment 51 in the right. Constitution, where where and, and it's going to the people. So this is something that we need to let, let you know too. On your November ballot, there will be an issue, an issue that that is about voter ID, and I'm and I'm going to endorse this message: vote against that issue. That issue is trying to make it harder for us to vote. That issue is trying to make it more difficult for people to go to the ballots and and use their vo- vote uh, voice. But what happened is we had a voter ID law. That representative Mark Lowry from from my mail ran, and basically demanding a state issued ID to be able to vote, and and what we're seeing here, I mean, this is going back to the to the to the to the era of the fifties and the sixties where you had poll taxes and and literacy tests and 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 trying to disenfranchise certain groups, like on that scene on Sam when Oprah goes to the, the exact, front, the exact and he scene. He said, "How many counties in Alabama?" <laughs> That's the she, exact scene. That's and then, exactly what And then what's she happening. tried. She named them. Then she's like, "Name all the county, county judges." judges. <laughs> and she just looked at them. That's so sad, though. And that, that, but that's, that's, that's what we're. We're, at. That's too, we're in. Two, we're in twenty. We're in two thousand eighteen Selma right now. So the 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 law was introduced. The law had had been introduced about four years ago too, and, and been struck down by the courts for for being unconstitutional. Right. So as well as that, it was going to cost back then, and I knew this. It's going to cost back then a couple hundred thousand dollars a year to 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 to, to be ran. So the law was introduced. What Mark Lowry did not do is he didn't. For one, first thing he he didn't tell us how much it's going to cost. And if we and it's my job, every legislative job, to to be fiscally responsible when we're dealing with your taxpayer dollars. Right. So I stood up in the house and. And demanded that there be a fiscal impact report to, to try to slow this thing down. And tell to, and explain to the people what's a fiscal impact. So a fiscal like, in, anytime there is a, a law that's passed that's going to affect dollars, especially at the county level, or or um, that that we're going to have to spend money on, it is it is a rule that if if there is a a report has to be done to say how much is going to cost. Before it can be ran. Okay. So that's just knowing the rules of the house. So I asked for a fiscal impact report. Uh, they appealed it. We 
we went to House Rules, which is a a committee that de- that determines what the rule. If so, if those House rules. rules, that's not like how you play dominoes no, at no, your no, own no, house. No, no, no. This, 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 this House of this, this Representative not, Rules. Exactly. This, okay. This not first. Because some first people play dominoes. So, this not first hand bid itself. Or they play uh, Nick, and you can get five. You, you got to start with ten. Ten to get in. Yeah, right. That's no, no, what I'm this, saying. This, okay. This, this was, is different. This was a, a committee. <laughs> so I won the appeal in House Rules. We came back to the to the House to the the whole body, and. um the Republican Party, the, our, our Republican colleagues suspended the rules. They did not want us, they did not want you to know how much this bill was going to cost. And they went ahead and passed it anyway. And and the reason why this is, this is so important to me is because I ran a bill as well that was going to try to improve access to the ballots, which was uh, making voting registration automatic. So anytime you went to the DMV at a revenue office, you you got a new ID, you got a new driver's license, you had to change your address, you were automatically registered to vote if you wanted to be. So you're talking about two opposite ends of the spectrum, two, right? And, so and, you're and talking my bill about, didn't cost anything. Right. You're talking about automatic renewal of the registration, Tracing. and they're talking about adding additional barriers adding hurdles. Exactly. and hurdles for you to vote once you get to the, and just, to the just, poll. And just knowing our history, I believe that we should be improving access to voting. It's 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 democratic. It's fundamental of being an American of being an Arkansan is to be able to vote, be able to have your your voice heard, and making it as easy as possible. Right. So in that in that in that response, I looked up some articles, uh, and this one was from January 2017, and you talk about Representative Lowry yeah. and the reason he gave for trying to pass his vote ID bill. He said that. Polls have shown that many do not have faith in the integrity of American elections and says he believes that is related to low voter turnout. Well, I'm calling bull on that. Well, what he's saying is that less people vote because they don't trust the system. So if you give people or if you require people to show their ID at the voter poll, that's going to restore integrity and increase voter turnout? It doesn't even make sense, does it? It doesn't make sense. And you know Jay-Z said something about that, right? What did he say, Twan? He said, man, are we talking fiction or are we talking facts? We talking fiction, pardon my back. Mm. You you making stuff up? I don't, I don't even want to talk to you. I'm I don't even want to hear. I'm turning around, I'm walking out. Because this is made up. That's not that's not true. That's just part of the narrative. And it 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 hurts me uh, to know that, that that was a rationale he gave mm-hmm. to impose additional burdens on people's ability to vote. And, and this is something, Tony, that's happening all across all across the nation right now. We, we, we've seen these laws get struck down in, in, in North Carolina and some other places, you know, that the Republican Party, I'm going to say the Republican Party is trying to make it more difficult for black and brown people to vote. Right. And, Plain and simple. And shout out, and this is where, and again, shout out to Jesse with KRK4 uh, for the title of her article about the pod, a lawyer and a lawmaker. Mm-hmm. So we're providing perspective that I don't think a lot of people can. So you were there. In, in the fight. In yeah. the fight. And as a lawyer... Uh, I completely understand the legal ramifications. So I, I pulled the article that Judge Gray, uh, side note for people who don't know who Judge Alice Gray, Alice Gray is, she's a black female judge here in Pulaski County. Mm-hmm. She wrote a 60-page opinion about this voter ID law where she, you know, essentially struck it down, but basically, I mean, a legal term, but she imposed a temporary restraining order so it would not be in place for our upcoming election. For for our primaries and, and, and generals here in May May 22nd and November 8th. Right, and early voting starts... Next next Monday. Mo- May Monday, 7th. May 7th, yeah. Um, and she says in her order that this is... This voter ID law 
operates to impair the right of suffrage guaranteed to Arkansas citizens and is unconstitutional. That's strong. That's real strong. That's strong language about how she understood what this means. And essentially, from a legal standpoint, uh, what Representative Blake was getting at, what they tried, what she was saying in her ruling is that this voter ID requirement relates to what you what you need to do once you get to the poll. Mm-hmm. But Amendment Fifty One, which is the amendment that they amended with the with this vote in the legislature. Yeah. That concerns voter registration. Exactly. And she said that's a big disconnect. You can't impose a voter ID restriction once you get to the polls. But then don't have it when you go to register. Right. Exactly. And she said that's inconsistent. That's not what Amendment 51 is about. So, therefore, she said this law is of no effect uh, as of today. Now, you know, they ain't going down without a fight. So, this has been appealed. To the Supreme Court. It's been appealed to the Supreme Court. And the last thing I want to mention, and, and I will leave it here, is that the reason why they did this, another uh, representative said, we can pass it now because it's different people on the court. So the last time they did it, uh, back in 2013, it got shot down, as mm-hmm. you mentioned, by the Arkansas Supreme Court. They're going to try again now because the makeup of the Supreme Court is different. And if we're making laws based on who's on the Supreme Court and knowing what you can and cannot get away with, that cannot be in the best interest of everyone in Arkansas. You're absolutely right. That, You're that's absolutely right. that's fundamentally wrong. Like, yep. okay, so who on the court? Oh man, we can't. We ain't gonna be able to do that. We gotta wait a couple years. Well, if it's right, it's right, and if it's wrong, no matter who's on it's the court. wrong. Yeah, no matter who's on the court. Right. So yeah, remember, people, this voter ID, this voter ID bill is gonna be this voter ID issue that's gonna be on the ballot. Vote no to it. And that's and I'm Charles Blake, and I endorse that message. <laughs> and I think I, I think we got the name for the pie. What you said about McClellan football field applied to this voter ID law, law is man, it's just downright wrong. Yeah, it's downright wrong. Downright wrong. Well, that's your that's your news for the week. Uh, right now, we're going to transition and bring in a special guest. You know, uh, Blake and I, we like to talk a lot, and you know, we think we smart. <laughs> And then you bring this brother to the table. He's and really you, smart. And he's, no, like, no, legit smart. Like, me and Blake, you know, we we kind of smart. You know, but we ain't we ain't legit smart. We're not yeah. MIT smart. Yeah, you know, it. we yeah. ain't PhD <laughs> smart. You know what I'm saying? But um, I want to introduce to the to the listeners of the pod of Rock the Culture, Chris Jones, yeah. who is the executive director of the Innovation Hub. Say hello to the people, Chris. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Good to be here, man. Man, I'm glad you're here. Uh, when we started the pod, you were one of the first people I reached out to. Right. He's so smart. He's so busy that he couldn't be. <laughs> it took a few weeks to get him here. Uh, yeah, but jokes, but you're here jokes. now. You're here now. We want to talk right. about a little bit about your background and obviously talk about the Innovation Hub. So tell us exactly, you know, give us a look. I know we can talk about your resume a long time, but... <laughs> Me and Blake know you MIT trained, PhD, yeah. but share some of the accolades so people know when they hear you talk, you the real deal. Got it, got it. Well, you know, first let me say um, I appreciate you all doing this. Uh, lo- love the fact that uh, you all are going back and forth and keeping us informed. I wish I had something like this uh, to hear when I was growing up in Arkansas. Um, I'm Pine Bluff, born and raised, uh, Watson Chapel Wildcats all day long. Okay, okay. That's right. That's right. Uh, I hear y'all talking about McClellan and all that, but <laughs> and I got love for y'all, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Wildcat through and through. Um, you know, I was born and raised in Pine Bluff, loved, uh, loved science and math, uh, worked in NCTR out here. I don't know if you know, but we have a Toxicological Research Center yep. right outside of Pine Bluff, worked at UAMS. I always had a dream of being an astronaut, actually. I wanted to be an astronaut. I wanted to go into space. 
Turns out um, I can't hear out of one of my ears, so that's a disqualifier. But more importantly, really? my wife was like, you ain't doing it anyway. Oh. <laughs> she shut that down regardless. See how, it, see how God works? You know, so it, all, it, it came <laughs> together. God said, let me, let me handle this. Um, but yeah, I had a dream of being an astronaut, so I really wanted to go to Morehouse first yeah. uh, to lay that foundation. I was glad I went there trying to follow in King's steps and then go to MIT, following the steps of folks like Ron McNair. Uh, who who died in a Challenger accident. Uh, in fact, that was an inspiration for what I wanted to do. Um, and and following science and engineering, uh, ended up at MIT and got my PhD from there, actually in urban planning. So I kind of did some 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 jiving back and forth right. uh, across disciplines, and so ended up with a PhD in urban planning. I do have an engineering degree in nuclear engineering. Nuclear engineering. I told y'all he was legit smart. Y'all thought I was playing. Uh, so I ain't gonna hang around him too much because I don't want to be feeling dumb. No, 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 we all good. We all, good. We, all we all got our strengths, man. But so we transition. <laughs> Look at this, bro. This bro come in and take a shot. Yeah, well, you know what? I mean, just you. You can't be good at everything. And did you tell me? Right. Yeah, that is true. That is true. It's especially true for you. Yeah, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Okay, <laughs> speaking of staying in the lane, so you were you were out of lane because you won in Arkansas. That's right. I'm, I'm gonna like, call you out of lane. Out. Call me out. I'm gonna call you out of lane. But you back in lane now. Right. So you moved back to Arkansas, right. take on this opportunity at the Innovation yeah. Hub. Tell us what exactly, when I go to the website, I see your face. Yeah. I, it's a, it describes you as the lead maker. That's right. I, explain what the lead maker is and explain what the Innovation Hub yeah, uh, I, does. I'll, I'll do that, but you know, me, I got I to gotta back up a second. Back up a you second. Know, I, when, I, when I left, I always wanted to come home. Okay. So Arkansas was always in my blood. My intention was to be back here. And actually, I left to get a Ph.D., and I finished my PhD, graduated in 2016 from MIT. In 2017, I was back in Arkansas. That's okay, so you always so want to get me, you, know? you always <laughs> want to get back <laughs> in lane. Okay, right, okay. Right. And I can appreciate people who check them, Chris. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm gonna let him shine because he's a guest. <laughs> he's a guest. Okay. But when we get off, that's I'm gonna right. give him some of them that's house right. rules. That's right. uh, okay, I got some house rules. Too. So uh, you know, the, the Innovation Hub is a is a great space. Um, we're we're up in North Little Rock. Uh, you can do anything there. You come in with an idea. You come in with an invention. Uh, we can help prototype it. We have 3D printers, laser printers. Um, you can do print T-shirts. Um, we we do all kinds of art. Um, there, it's really three spaces in one. Uh, it's a make space, a maker space. It's an artist space, and it's an entrepreneurship space. So if you have an idea for a business, we can help you uh, go from ideation to actualization of your okay. business. Um, it's it, we're open to everyone. Uh, and we'd love to have folks over there. But your question was, why lead maker? Right, there's, yeah. There's a big maker movement. Um, and when I say lead maker, and we say lead maker, it's not about me leading anyone necessarily, but it's about leading the charge to create the ecosystem mm. uh, in Arkansas such that anyone who wants to create something, uh, you'll be able to do it. And there are folks in rural Arkansas that just don't have access um, to the tools that we have uh, in North Little Rock, and there are folks in, you know, south of 630, there are folks in Pine Bluff that, right. that don't have the tools, and we're trying to create a movement such that they're able to have access to our space and other tools. So what was exciting to you about the Innovation Hub? Yeah. I mean, like yeah. you just mentioned, your accolades, so I'm sure you had a number of different opportunities yeah. or different avenues you could have chosen to travel down, mm-hmm. but what at the Innovation Hub you said, well, I want to be a part of what's going on here. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting that the Innovation Hub is really the juxtaposition, kind of the coming together of a lot of my experiences. I've run enough. I told y'all, y'all, he was smart. He said juxtaposition. You know what I'm saying? Easy. (laughs) But you got that, man. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm trying to get you (laughs) a level. We got the the lawyer and the lawmaker. I'm going to my SAT. The lawyer, Look at you, Blake. There we go. Blake coming through with the rhymes. So, you know, it really was. 
what I saw it as God opening the door yeah. for me to leverage and pull back on all of my experiences. And let, let me say, the reason we came back uh, so immediately, actually, was my wife got a job at UAMS. She was okay. an ER doc. Um, and I was looking for a way to make an impact. And and the Innovation Hub was like that perfect, you know, open door that God made. Not only did it combine my my experience and expertise, but it also provides a way for me to make an impact on real people's lives. And we're, you mentioned a few moments ago that you got three different spaces. People mm-hmm. come in with an idea. You say right. go from ideation to actual. Actualization. Actualu- see? Don't see? Worry about That's why I'm trying. I'm embarrassed. No, don't be embarrassed. <laughs> we, we stand strong together, brother. I'm embarrassed, y'all. Anyway, <laughs> making it real. There you go. Make it real. I, you can go there from an idea to making it a That's reality. Right. That's right. That's right. So I want to kind of walk through a little bit of an example just for people yeah. to understand. Say, say I have an idea right. and I come into the innovation hub and I say, you know, I, I got a new product that I want to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. get started. What, what's the process? Do I just walk in the door? Do, is there someone to mentor me? Is there yeah, a fee? Yeah. Kind of walk me through the process for people listening who have some ideas they want to make real. Yeah, so a lot of it depends on what your idea is. You know, sometimes ideas are for coding, for creating a new app. Sometimes ideas are for making an actual product. Um, so you can come in with any idea. And, and if we can't support you in the hub... There are other players around, and the Winrock International has brought a lot of folks together to the table that can help you uh, in different aspects. So we'll come in and try to figure out where you are, what your idea is, and what your what your greatest need is uh, specifically. Um, and from there, we'll part we'll pair you up either with us internally or with some external, uh, you know, player or partner in this yeah. game. Um, and but like you said, you know, if if you if you want to make something, uh, there are, for example, you want to 3D print some statues. I, I, I 3D printed the MLK statue uh, a little while ago, and, and folks loved it. Um, you, you can you can print anything, but let's say you have an idea for you know a business to 3D print. And 3D printer is is exactly what it sounds that's, that's like, it right? right there. You, okay. You, you know you have a wire going in, and next thing you know you have a product coming out. So you, it, it'll it'll take something that you know typically we think of 3D of printing as 2D. You print on paper, right? Mm-hmm. This gives that third dimension that uh, that that turns it into a, something you can hold in your hand, an object. Like when you're on your iPhone and you're on your maps, and then you press the button at the top, and then the buildings rise up. Uh, that's still 2D. Yeah, but I'm but saying that's the same concept. The that's the concept. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. The concept we'll is the with, same. It, we'll go with that for you. Is, is that fair though? The concept. It, we can make it work. Okay, thank you. He, he went to McClellan, y'all. <laughs> he, did, he did. That's why we need you on here to educate folks. That's exactly why you're here. That's right. That's right. You know, the, the, the bottom line is um, it really depends on what your need is. Yeah. And and our role at the Innovation Hub is to connect you with um, the best way to, to support that need so you can realize your potential. You know, I, I could go down the list of, of what goes where, but it really depends on the person. And we want we want our doors to be open to everyone, no matter who you are. Right, and that's where, and that's where Rock the Culture, you know, that's kind of the premise of this mm-hmm, podcast mm-hmm. is to speak to the culture, especially the mm-hmm. black and uh, experience here in Little mm-hmm. Rock. And when I think of Innovation Hub and, you know, 3D printing mm-hmm. and apps, I don't see us all the time. Right, right. So what what are some of the things that you're doing at the Innovation Hub to make sure that people know this is available for everyone? That's right. Yeah, you know, typically in these movements, in these spaces, you don't necessarily see a lot of us. It doesn't right. mean we're not doing it, right? I mean, right. You, look, you look at Black Panther and 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 the, the wave and the movement that it brought along. I, I think there are a lot of little shuries around here inventing things. Um, but our sort of job and role is to bring the, those folks in the door. We're partnering um, um, with folks like Benito at Remix Ideas. Um, 
And and he's he's an entrepreneur, and he's bringing young entrepreneurs of color together mm. to take their ideas and make it into a viable business. Uh, and and he's a great partner with us. So that's just kind of one example of how we're reached. We're trying to reach into the community because at the end of the day, again, whether you're um, black and brown or whether you're rural, it's not necessarily easy to get to to Little Rock. It's not necessarily right. easy to get to North Little Rock. So we want to reduce those barriers for folks. Okay, and if. If I'm listening to this pod and I'm like, man, I always had an idea. I didn't know what to do with it. How do they get in contact with you or one of your fellow makers at, at the Innovation Hub? Uh, cjones at arhub.org, uh, 857-891-5363. That's my phone number. Give me a call. Give me an email. Um, come through the doors. We're right in North Little Rock, right behind the Verizon Center, uh, and and we'd, we'd love to have you. Man, well, we appreciate it. Uh, I really appreciate it because I learned a lot, and I know I have some – some great ideas. Come I on. have. I got great ideas. Yeah, I'm gonna take a portion of your business though. What? What? Well, you know, I gotta take a percentage of your. Well, see, that's where the legal side come in. <laughs> and then I ain't gonna. We ain't about to have. And that's no, house just, rules too. Like no, house rules don't let that happen. House rules they let that happen. But it's a, but it's a great that's avenue that I don't think a lot of people right. know about. Right. Uh, I know I've inquired in the past. I have a business partner. and We tried yeah. to work on some things. So I know a little bit because I've kind of dipped my feet into that's it. Right. But I wanted people to know that. Uh, you're leading the charge over at the Innovation Hub, and if you have ideas um, and you want help to yeah, facilitate come on, come on. from an idea to reality, right. go check out the folks at the Innovation Hub. Check us out. Man, I appreciate you, Chris, for coming That's to right. rock the culture with That's us. Right. The, the lawyer. And the lawmaker. The lawmaker. And the, and the lead, lead maker. And the there lead maker. Hey, and Chris, we still got to get our girls girls together for that play date. Man. Oh, that's right, man. They're going to be the ones that rock the coach. Exactly. <laughs> so now they're talking about kids. I can't even participate exactly. in that conversation. Right. You'll learn one day. You'll learn, <laughs> young, young buck, you'll learn one day. <laughs> well, again, we appreciate all the listeners to Rock the Culture Pod. This was our third episode. We appreciate you uh, following us and subscribing. You can find me at underscore Antoine Phillips on Twitter. You can find us at Rock the Culture at Twitter, IG, and Facebook, and you can find my co-host at Charles J. Blake on Twitter. And you can find Chris at CMJones99 on Twitter. CMJones99 on Twitter. That's right. Doing it for, That's a uh, first thing. 99-2000. Yeah, taking it back from the 99 <laughs> and hey, 2000. Hey, that's hey, that, hey, that juvenile. That's that top secret stuff. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, man, we appreciate y'all. We'll be back next week. Bye.